Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Well, friends, thank you so much for being with us again on the Family Ministry Podcast, and we are super excited about today. We are once again recording from home and joining some of our very favorite people. Uh, Zane and Rachel Black are with us today, so we want to say welcome to the Blacks, and wondering if you guys would just give us a quick little bio or funny fact from today or something to introduce yourselves. Hmm. Absolutely. We are so excited to be a part of this podcast today. Thanks for inviting us. Um, My name is Rachel. I am a native Minnesotan, um, born and raised here. And um, I met Zane out in Colorado, um, where we dated and spent some time at a a Torchbearer Bible School ministry out there before the Lord brought us back here. Um, as we decided to grow our family and um, God is also growing um, Zane's ministry, our ministry at the same time. Uh, and we just felt like Minnesota would be a really good home base. Because um, as you know, if you're a mom of tiny humans, it takes a village. And um, so now we're here um, raising tiny humans and doing ministry and trying not to yell at my kids at bedtime. And <laughs> And here we have it. <laughs> Real talk right there. I, I have to say, I don't, when she says uh, we thought it was a great idea or a good idea to move to Minnesota, I came a little bit kicking and screaming. You know, <laughs> we lived up in the middle of the mountains of Colorado. And I was like, dude, I'm living my dream out here at the Torch Bear Bible School. But um, it's been cool to see, uh, maybe we don't have to get into it just yet, but just how and as we laid down our lives for the Lord's calling of what he was calling us to, it was, you know, bigger than just being in a ski resort town and having fun, but, but really fulfilling the, the call that the Lord had on our lives. And although I did come kicking and screaming, um, and sometimes come winter still kicking and screaming, <laughs> you know, and you're, Yes. But, uh, it's so cool to see how there is joy in the laying down of your life to, to live out God's call in your life and, um, all that comes with that. So not without sacrifice, but, um, joy. That's awesome. And you guys have three kiddos Mm -hmm. remind us the ages of your kids. Yes. Our oldest daughter, LJ, she's eight. Our middle, his name is Steiner and he just turned six. And then our youngest is Jet and he is three. So. Mm-hmm. Eight, six, and three. Life is real at full the Black's house. <laughs> yes, full on. <laughs> well, thanks for being with us today. We are not only um, grateful, but we're like really excited because we love you guys and mm-hmm. we never get to hang out because we are also raising the tiny humans and so are you. So here we are on like a double date on Zoom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Time. That's yeah. right. During nap time, we both have napping kids. So we're trusting God to give us this window, right? Yes. <laughs> love. I love y'all's journey from Coloradical to Minnesota. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, Zane, we've known each other for a while and I've always had just a, a great amount of respect for you and what you do. And I always just love your heart for the Lord. 
you know, in particular, watching your recent Facebook post uh, where you were at that serene setting with Lake Superior in the backdrop, it's snowing, and you just like got real about some of the stuff that's happening in our world and to remind us as believers the perspective that we should keep. Like you see all this stuff, this turmoil, this chaos, this confusion. Let's not forget who sits on the throne, who has the name above all names, the King yeah. of Kings. I just love how often you're able to just capture a moment and really just in a very real way, in a very zane way, hmm. um, remind people the perspective we should have on life because it can be daunting based on what the world is showing us and what we're seeing that we're so in need of coming back to the reality of who is Jesus in our lives. So I think about you guys and your family and we think about this week of missions and in light of getting a proper perspective, not only for the students you minister to across this nation and really globe as well, but think about your own three little humans in your house And what ways are you guys helping to give a global perspective of the kingdom of God to each of your three little kids in your home? We pray a lot. (laughs) And we ask, (laughs) we, we just know like there's nothing that we can actually do apart from the Lord that can change their hearts. Like that is first and foremost, like anything good that you see in our kids isn't from us. Like it's not because we're these awesome parents that have it all figured out. It's that the Lord is at work in these kids' hearts. It's that we've asked God to show up and to do the work because that's the only thing that actually like bears fruit is his spirit in them. And obviously like we, we do our best to teach and train them daily. And I think it's, but it's that kind of, for me as a mom, it's that foundational truth that like we need God moment by moment, not only for ourselves, but to also this great message that saves us every day, (laughs) every day when we take our kids, our siblings toy, or we pinch them, or I lose my temper because I've asked them eight times to put their shoes away and they, they don't say anything to me. And then there's a spot where I feel like we get to just immediately like talk about where we went wrong and like think about what Mm -hmm. we can do better and then bring it back to the Lord and then use those real life daily lessons. They're not these huge monumental things that we encounter, but then we use them to encourage them to do that with their friends at school. Mm -hmm. Like nobody's perfect. They come talking about what so-and-so said this and -and so-and-so's a bully because they ate with their mouth open. And I'm like, well, okay. I don't really think they're a bully because they were their mouth open, but like, let's talk about this. Like let's engage them on this level, realizing where we come from and then that we're loved no matter what, and that we've been forgiven much. And then they get to extend that to their friends and like, like God loves everybody. And, and so I think that's been just a daily, like it's not real intentional. Like I'm not, I don't have this great, like whiteboard plan of like how we're incorporating missions, like moment by moment. It's just more of like, this is life. This is the, like, this is the gospel lived in our family's house every day, because every day we sin, every day we ask for forgiveness, we receive love. Mm. And then we get to extend it 
to others because that's what we do. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I think part of it has started with us as we've acknowledged our own sin and shortcomings with our kids. Good. Like we're the, we want to be the first to apologize when we're wrong and confess before the Lord, before them ask wow. for their forgiveness as well. You know? So what it is, is building like, man, mom and dad need Jesus too. You guys need Jesus, you know? Yeah. And then hopefully that brings also then a heart for the world that needs Jesus. So some of those little, you know, um, things that we do when we, uh, fail. And then also I think some other practical things is like, we pray for neighbors. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Rachel mm-hmm. got creative and like, put a Bible in LJ's backpack when she was a kindergartner, yeah. you know, and I mean, she can't read, but it started conversations. Um, uh, we, we talk about their friends who are they meeting and ask them, uh, do you know if, if they go to church or do you know if they know Jesus? And yeah. it, and so sometimes it's just those simple things. Sometimes, you know, like, Hey, do they know Jesus? And he's like, ah, he likes to play transformers. And you're like, okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but at least it's before them. It's, it's part of our daily. And you know, it's interesting you guys. Cause it's not like we've ever done like a mission trip with our family necessarily, but we try to do it in the daily. And it makes me think of uh, Deuteronomy six where he says, you know, hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. These commandments that I give you today should be upon your hearts Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And I like an oversimplification of that for us has been in air, every area of life. Let's yeah. talk about these things. Let's, yeah. let's, you know, weave it in. Sometimes it's little things of praying for a neighbor or a Bible in a backpack or asking about a friend. And if they know Jesus or encouraging them to pray for their friends when they go through hard things or confessing when, when we fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love that you guys. And, you know, I think as we, as a church are looking at missions this week, a little more closely kind of hearing from different missionaries as they come to visit, or we get to hear about their ministry all over the world. Why don't you um, just give us a little perspective, a little background, even on what you would consider your calling from God. And, and, you know, there are seasons to your ministry, just like there are seasons to our lives Mm -hmm. and you each play um, different roles, but you know, of equal importance. And so we'd love to just hear a little bit about like, what, how has the Lord called you first um, for a heart, you know, for the world, and then even just brought you together. And of course you just gave us a great picture of now life with kids, how that's unfolding, Mm -hmm. but give us a little background into your ministry. Yeah. I'd say for, was it the last, actually ever since we got married, I I've been traveling as a full-time, you know, a traveling evangelist, I look at <laughs> van, which sounds like there's such a loaded word, right? I look well, at gotta, <laughs> yeah, what does that, what's a traveling evangelist? Tell us what that means. 
Yeah. So I look at the uh, word in Ephesians where he says, God has given some to be pastors, teachers, prophets, and evangelists for the equipping of the church for the work of ministry. And so we looked at our calling as not so much to go do the, you know, um, just casting the net so that others may become believers like a Billy Graham, praise God for his ministry and the millions upon millions of which he reached of, of, of crusades to reach the lost. Yeah. Uh, we see our calling as that to equip the church for the work of ministry. Mm-hmm. And so we primarily partner with other churches and organizations as I travel and preach. And my heart is to encourage students mm-hmm. to reach their friends with the good news of Jesus until every student everywhere hears the gospel from a friend. And that's uh, really key from a friend for us yeah. is like, I, I just came out that said, the amount of influence that a teenager has on his friend or her friend is astronomical compared to a stranger. Oh, yeah. And so we really want to equip students to, to reach their friends. And, um, and, uh, and so we've been doing that for like, I mean, ever since we've been married, we uh, first got married, we Rach traveled with me to every single event. And then uh, we had our first kid, LJ, and we brought her on the road. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like a make it or break it. It was like, okay, we're either God's going to have to give us like a really easy baby and like we can keep going together or this will be it. Like, yes. like I'll just be home with this crying baby all the time. And you'll be <laughs> flying first class. No, you don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and... And it was really cool how God provided this um, elder with an amazing baby. And we flew everywhere for the first two years. Um, we continued to be able to minister together. Yeah, LJ's first two years, it was like she grew up in a hotel room. <laughs> she, We didn't have a crib at a couple of them. She, like, slept in a drawer, you know, <laughs> like a hotel room. I love um, but I think that has been part of it, too, is for us to try to involve our kids in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And I've of um, not to protect them from the ministry, but to say like, you're a part of this. Now, obviously it looks very different because we're not loading up the whole crew to uh, travel with us. But um, we talk about praying for the events, uh, Mm. praying for the students. um, and, And so they have a mindset of what dad is doing when he's going and, um, and so, so they get the picture of it, but, but I think ultimately like, yeah, it's cool that we've had this opportunity to speak on stages of, you know, thousands of kids, but for us, like the the ultimate calling is to be obedient to Jesus as he leads us. And so, yeah, that might be on a stage. Yes. Here's our son Steiner. He just showed up to be part of the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) It might be on a stage in the midst of thousands of students, or it could be in the street in the midst of a conversation with a neighbor on your block. And the success Mm -hmm. isn't in the size of the stage or the amount of people in the audience, but in the willingness to follow God's leading regardless. And so that's what I get so excited about is like families across our church that have the opportunity 
to reach their neighbors with the love of Jesus and to be good neighbors. And sometimes what, you know, the, the, the glamorous is being on stage and, you know, given the gospel and seeing hundreds of students come to Jesus, but it's just as important for us to be involved in helping chop wood for our neighbors because we're building relationships. And yep. yes, maybe I didn't get to share the gospel when I, you know, share, when I hauled a load of dirt for our other neighbor, it's continuing to be faithful, be present, be available and, yeah. and willing when God brings up that opportunity to have that conversation. Mm. And that's what's super exciting. Like our kids get to be a part of that now, you know, yeah. and it's accessible for any of us. Yeah. I think it's, it's what's, what's been challenging is as like looking back on now what 10, maybe 11 years, how long have we been married? Something like that. <laughs> 11 um, 11 years it's the ministry how it changes and like what you're capable of doing like once what what you were capable of as just like young married energetic human beings like on fire for the lord versus sleep deprived um uh a mom of three and your kids not sleeping through the night and it's like with a traveling husband and (laughs) and i think (laughs) I think that it's so it's so good to look at individually like what God is calling you to, but then to also know like globally, like God is using his church as like you're a part of this huge mission and like your role in some season might just be sitting and praying. Like and that might not seem effective or as glamorous or but it is it is the most important thing you can do is to talk to the creator of the universe and to to put your request before him, to ask him to do the work that we cannot do. Like no matter how many stages like that we stand on and preach on or how many mission trips we go on, like God doesn't need us at all, but he needs us to access him so that he wants to use us and our circle of influence where we're at. And like, just because I've, I have felt restricted in this season, I have felt like, like, like what am I, like what am I doing for the Lord? I, like I feel like I'm hanging on by a thread. I feel like my laundry basket is overflowing. I feel like, like before COVID happens, like Zane was gone all the time, and then when we're home, do we go to church on Sunday or do we stay home and connect as a family? Because I haven't seen him, and you know, like so. There's this like craziness. Mm-hmm. that it used to, it used to be a lot simpler and I could justify my value in ministry a lot easier when I was more capable, yeah. which then you you realize, well, I'm never really capable of much because it's <laughs> the Lord who is the one to be, to, that has the power and, and can enable to, to use you just, just through prayer. And I think that's been a huge thing for me to realize is I'm a doer and I'm in a season where when I try to do more, it, it all just crumbles down and it's actually ineffective. And it's like, man, I, and, and I've been in this season for the last seven years. I'm finally realizing, Oh, (laughs) okay. Like I'm, I like, it's different, you know, like, and, and Zane and I talk now about there's, there's sacrifice too, that comes with, with ministry and like God's calling on your life. And, Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's been fun to see the same calling like he, that he's placed this, this call to travel and speak and to use your gifts, um, to encourage the church and the youth. And, um, I think there has been great sacrifice with us staying at home, but we're also like so close to entering this new season where hmm. LJ is going to get to go with Zane. Yeah. And like oh, now, okay. like, like all of a sudden you've like poured in, you know, these years of on the road by yourself. And, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden, like they're going to then be transformed in this new season. We're like, Oh, we've, we've sent dad. We've, we've prayed for him. We've been excited for him to go tell the big kids about Jesus. And now she gets to hop on that flight or hop in that car and then go see this experience and just what that will do in her heart. It's like, it's really exciting for me. Like, oh, I, like so I can't wait. That is super cool. So I special. That. I think Rachel, you said so many things there that, um, I think will be a big encouragement to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. One, just, you know, the differing seasons of ministry yes. and how I think sometimes we are very hard on ourselves when we don't feel like we have a measurable, um, yes. product, <laughs> right? Like, we can't say, well, I've been, you know, X number of places and I've heard the gospel X number of times, especially as a mom, we may just have survived a week, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. um, I think we can drown sometimes in the comparison of, right. well, what am I doing? That's of any worth, but you, you hit on so many important things. And one of them is prayer, no matter what we can always partner, um, in the gospel through prayer. And that's a huge responsibility. It's a huge weight yeah. and it has great power that comes with it. Um, but I also think, you know, as a spouse, um, you are doing the work of the Lord mm -hmm. within the walls of your home mm -hmm. in sending your spouse out and yeah. being, you know, the support for him. But then also you're building the church by investing in your kids yeah. and, you know, by helping them grow in their knowledge of the Lord and love for the Lord. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you, you touched on so many things. I'm so glad you did. And you I know. also love too, Rach, how you were just like, you know, the Christian life is not always glamorous. Mm -hmm. It's hard work and there's kids to put to bed and there's laundry to do. I mean, like all these things that any family would be like, I totally like feel you, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just a struggle at times, but through it all, keeping the perspective and being consistent and proactive as parents, not perfect. And I love how you both said like, listen, there's times we apologize to our kids that mom and dad got to get real mm -hmm. as well. And I love that. <laughs> I love that, you know, we had a conversation with Rob Reno and we were talking to him about, hey, what is one sin in your kid that you as parents are struggling with right now to deal with? And Rob was like, you know, let me talk about my own sin and how I'm struggling as a parent and how I need Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I just love his perspective on that. I just love the fact that he's like, listen, um, I'm a parent in need of Christ just as much as my kids are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just love how you guys are being real about that. And, and I think that's so encouraging and helpful to any given family that goes to grace that's going, Oh man, like life is not what I thought it would be for the, the Christian life. And it's, it's, it's hard. And yeah, it is hard. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, Jesus is so good. And so who we need uh, to get through. So. Mm -hmm. I think you gave us just a real dose too of sometimes maybe during missions week, we might look at some of the amazing things that God has called, you know, a few to do. And we might, feel like, Oh, I'll never do that. 
You know, yeah. I'll never get on a plane and go share Jesus with thousands, or I'll never go to a village and start a church. Um, but you know, while that is extremely valuable, so is being the mom at being home, at home. Yeah. um, or so is allowing God given an opportunity for your child to partner, yeah. you know, with her dad in, in that way. And, um, it's just really an expansive view, I think, of yeah. ministry that you're helping us get today. Yeah. Um, and that you guys think yeah. about what. Totally. And I would say, too, like, too. Yeah. It's like you're, it's like after moms and dads, like, you're also raising up the next missionary. Yeah. 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 You know, like your home is the training ground for the future traveling evangelist, pastor, teacher. Yep missionary, you know, faithful follower of Jesus who's reaching yep. um, people in their workforce, in their school, in their community, and mm. um, just that plan of discipleship as it trickles down and exponentially, you know, explodes across the world. And I, I actually, I love the prayer, care, share mm -hmm. model. You know, Rachel's was focusing on the reality of that prayer to spend the time praying and, and then the simple ability to care for our neighbors, you know, yeah. whether it's delivering food for a, a family who just had a child as a neighbor, you know, helping out with yard work for the person across the street, you know, shoveling snow, raking leaves. Like, I don't want to minimalize those things. Those are really powerful opportunities to build bridges and create opportunities for gospel conversations, you know, the share part. Well, but also, well, and for the care part too, like sometimes it is just caring for your kids. Like yeah. sometimes you can't care for your neighbor because you have three kids, like you have to feed and like you, you were just, you're, you're limited. You feel like you're failing because you can't care for your neighbor, but you have to realize like God is using you to care for your kids in that moment too. Like, I think that's, yeah. Often we want to always do that going, going, going. And it's like, wait, this is also important. Like, yeah. and, and you might be limited you, but maybe not. Maybe you have these amazing kids that listen to everything you ask them to do and you can care for your whole neighborhood. But I think too, in that sense though, like uh, you can't also, if you choose to care for your neighbor, it will come with sacrifice. So like, it will be hard. You you will have to make it work. You will have to, you know, like it, it's not, it isn't always easy. And so I yeah. think to realize you can't wait until it is easy, but there will be seasons where God is just calling you to care for your kids if you have them. And there might be seasons where you can then, you know, care for others. And it's not like, it'll be easy. Yeah, and I right. think it can be hard sometimes to see other people's highlight reel, mm -hmm. whether it be on social media or or the snapshots that we hear from testimonies. You know, we often hear the highlight reel, right, yeah. of that person's child who shared their faith with their classmate. And you're like, wow, their kids are super missionaries. You know, mine don't even listen and obey. Let's uh -huh. not forget that we're also hearing the highlight reel. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think if we're willing, like God is writing that high, highlight reel in our life too. The reality is when you're in it, you, you see the everyday as well, yeah. you know? Yeah. So Sorry, I totally interrupted you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> 
you were going on to share prayer care share oh yeah share so share that's it <laughs> this is going to be one of my favorite interviews because we are, even as we're recording you're juggling real life which we love you for no. <laughs> that's awesome thanks right back at you guys um but on to the sharing part like taking those opportunities to like to to engage in dialogue like um if we don't model that, like in our adult life, in our relationships, in our neighbor conversations with our neighbors, there's no way I should expect my kids to then like yeah. rise, like if I'm not willing to. And so I just think that, um, depending on, yeah, there's lots of factors that come into sharing and, and we're giving our kids like easy, tangible, like, here's a question you can ask your kid, like, or your friends at school. And like, they can say yes or no. Like, it's a simple start because I never grew up like <laughs> wanting to talk about Jesus to all my people all the time. And so like, I've totally grown in how I communicate my faith and like what's important. And it's just really cool to see how how God has grown me in that. It's like, I just didn't start sharing. <laughs> and I was right. this awesome evangelist, like someone <laughs> I, like I married, you know, that like never blurps or messes up and is always amazing. But like, I struggle um, and it's not good, but I'm getting better. And it's not because like, it's like, real. I'm awesome. Yeah. And it's like, but wait, like, anything you learn, the more you practice it, like the better you actually get It's like a skill set. Like God is in control of the words and the conversation, but like, I'm kind of like, Whoa, this is cool. Like, I feel like I'm growing in my confidence in the Lord and my ability to communicate truth. And so, yeah. And I think it's great for our kids to, to not actually always see the perfect presentation. Yeah. Like this again, to see mom and dad, you know, struggle to share, like, it's okay if mom and dad aren't the perfect at, like, bringing up the gospel and having those conversations because it gives hope. Like, wow, God used them. <laughs> Definitely use me. Right. <laughs> right. God used a donkey. He could use me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love, I love that. That's good. You know, um, I think one of the things that can be a contributing factor to kids having a faith that stays with them beyond the home is something that you guys have kind of really just been talking about um, throughout our time together. And that's that kind of consistency, uh, proactiveness of a parent in a kid's life, not perfect, but showing up on a daily basis and getting in the grind of life and just sharing with your kids, like, yes, yeah, this is a struggle. This is how we're going to pray for this. So we're going to pray for a neighbor. We're going to pray for a friend. And I love that. I really do. And I think that is something that will help them uh, be passionate followers of Jesus beyond the home. But thinking about you guys, and what would you say is another maybe contributing factor that can help young people, kids, <laughs> like in our home as well as yours, to have a faith that's real in Jesus that lasts beyond high school, that lasts beyond their presence in our homes? That's a great question. We don't, <laughs> we don't have the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> We, I, I have an idea that I, that I've been kind of praying about and thinking about, and it's this, like, when you have a relationship with a person, it's dynamic, it's, um, it's alive. There's a connection. Um, 
when you, and when, and when you have a relationship with God, that's, that's amazing. Like, but when the, when do relationships translate into traditions? And I don't know, I don't know. I'm not really saying that smoothly right now, but like when you pray to God, when you communicate with this, with your creator mm-hmm. and, 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 when do you lose that like dynamic part of prayer and it becomes a tradition of something you do before you sit down and eat before you go to bed. And then maybe when you leave for school, if those are the only times that you pray ever in your day, I would say that is a tradition you're teaching I'm teaching my kid a tradition of prayer that this is when we pray and I'm missing this dynamic, powerful, exciting thing of prayer that it's all day that I'm connected to the, to the creator of the universe. And I'm talking with him. I'm asking him to make many as I'm asking for help. I'm, I'm asking him to forgive me when I mess up. And I, like, that's like, how do, how do I, as a parent then yes. translate that to my kid, you know? Right. And I, and I think that's the challenge, it's but great. it's this, it's this like exciting thing then that as a parent now, well, that means it's a lot more work for me. Like yeah. I can't just yeah. pray at <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner and bedtime, like bummer. Like I actually now <laughs> have to grow in my faith and ask God to help me teach my kids how to pray, like how we should pray, you know? Cool. And so I think those are just like, that's a small example, like of like things that we're trying to, to create and cultivate is like, these are biblical things that are important, but to not lose that relational or that like exciting aspect and let's just let them become something that you do. And that's not connected back to God relationally. Cause I think, I, and there's something you throw out the tradition. No, no. Right? The tradition is also so helpful, but consistency, but um, kind of shaking it up. And how do we make it more organic mm-hmm. and just a ritual and yes. relational? It yeah. makes me, you know, that it's sort of the difference between passing something or modeling something to our kids that's personal, a personal relationship with a personal living God Mm -hmm. versus passing on a performance, you know, where we just Mm -hmm. do things so that everybody Mm -hmm. thinks all okay. Or even we ourselves think we're doing enough. You know, I think there's a difference between performing for God and to, to earn something um, or even to prove that we've put in the work versus yeah. have personal, like you said, living dynamic, yes. um, relationship with somebody. Right. And I think kids are smart. They know when we are faking it mm-hmm. <laughs> and they know when they're observing something that's predictable and that is ever changing and, and real in us, yes. um, because they see the real us. And so I right. think, you know, you make a good point, like, Am I just performing because it's dinner and this is what we do? Or is this just um, a pattern and they're seeing that, yeah, we engage at these routine times, but we also engage at the most unpredictable times too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, that's so great because those two things can look so similar. Yeah. Yes. And so having that discernment to try and still might be praying at every meal. Yeah. But also switching it up. One of the things that we do 
for instance, at meals is sometimes we just go, Hey, we're going to go around and everybody's going to just say what they're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so each kid says one thing they're thankful for. And then we pray, you know, so it's yeah. like we, we switch it just a little bit. And the, and the prayer sometimes then is just short. And it's like, God, we give you thanks for all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, we're on the drive to school and we just, Hey, you know, what's happening at school? Let's pray about that right now. You know, mm-hmm. and, and taking those opportunities and, and they're just, sometimes it's just the slightest change of some of those things, I think. Is what yeah. we found. And I think just the continual reminders, a reminder of truth. Like I cannot speak enough truth to my kids. Like, yeah. like it, it, the world I don't care if you're homeschooled your kid. I don't care if you're online schooling with your kid. I don't care if you're in public school. Like you can't escape the world and the world just bombards us all the time. And, Mm -hmm. and there is not, I've just realized like the power of God's word just to remind them of their identity, of their worth, of like who they are in Christ. And I'm trusting that that is going to be the inner working in their heart that clean, that, that will tie them back to the Lord. You know, that when they hit a hard spot, they're going to know the truth because we've, we've trained them in it. And that is what has the power is it's like the word of God and the truth that it speaks to our, our hearts and our lives. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Good. You guys have given us lots to think about yeah. and um, consider as we partner with, you know, missionaries around the world and mm-hmm. um, even with our own families uh, to do the work of Christ across the street and right. within the walls of our home. Right. Um, so, uh, even as you brought up the missions, I, I also think that's another way that I've seen kids, at least dealing with students in ministry as I've traveled, to see one of the big things that I've seen that causes a, a teenager to, to be someone who continues to grasp and hold on to their faith as they go off to college and beyond is if they've been active in sharing their faith. Right. It really does move kids to that point of ownership from this is no yeah. longer just my family's or my parents' faith, but it's my own. Yeah. And, And so, you know, and obviously that looks different for our child who's a second grader than when they'll be a high schooler, but, but, but inviting them into those places to, to have conversations with their friends because then they're forced, forced to own it a little bit. Right. Right. Do do they know how to articulate what they believe in Jesus? And obviously that'll look very different for a second grader. It might be very elementary in a faith in Jesus for living a perfect life, dying for their sin and being raised to new life, you know, and they get to go to heaven or something. Yeah. It could be very basic, but as they grow in that, being able to articulate with their friends, because their friends will ask questions. Yeah. It'll, yeah. it'll cause them to go, wait a second. My friends have different beliefs. This is different than my parents. And they'll have to wrestle through that. What a great place to have them wrestling through those things while they're in your home. Versus they go off to college, the professor asks the question, they're now in a dorm, and now they're wrestling with these things, and they don't have the basis of mom and dad to to coach them along with what it was like to have that conversation with the unbelieving friend. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's so funny that you say that, you know, even our own oldest, so sixth grade, just this week, um, Danny and next proposed to them that they're going to practice sharing their faith in their D groups. And so she came home Sunday and said, mom, I signed up to share my faith with my D group next Sunday. And I was like, so awesome. But also really sweet. When I realized, like I said to her, Oh, okay. Well, do you want to, you want to practice with like dad and I, or, you know, it was just very sweet to realize I, of course, we'll answer any questions and we'd love to hear her share her faith, but I want her to wrestle this too. What does that mean to her? And, you know, cause it is her faith that, you know, yes. give her, I can encourage and, you know, all of those things, but it's, yeah. it's between her and the Lord. And it was just a sweet little parenting moment of, yes, this is exactly what we want to spend your time on and exactly the opportunity. I'm so grateful you know, that Danny and, and the team students team would think through to give our kids because they do need to mm-hmm. their own faith. And that is how one of the ways that they can do it is yeah. practicing with practicing. each other. Yeah. Love it. I love it. And as you said, Dane, you know, allowing kids to struggle in, in learn and grow while they're in your home to wrestle with these hard questions of life and be there as a parent to navigate them through these uncharted waters and help them give them answers to these really difficult questions of life. And I think that's so important. It's like the, it's like the caterpillar that turns into a butterfly. You know, it's in that mm-hmm. cocoon and you don't want to let it out of the cocoon too soon because it won't have the strong enough wings to fly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a type of wrestling and struggling that really helps develop that faith. So that then they do get off to college and they get those questions posed to them they're ready to handle it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think you guys are spot on. Mm -hmm. So good, rich, really rich truth. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys are good. You're children and we don't want to keep you here because (laughs) (laughs) now we get to see sweet jet. We've seen Steiner and now we get. (laughs) 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 I'm behind the blankie. Well, we want to thank you for, you know, giving us a, a window of your time here and answering our questions, maybe as a way of wrapping up, give us kind of one way that we as Grace Church, but also just the body of Christ um, can support you guys yeah. in your ministry. What is something that um, you need or something that's meaningful um, as a family who's serving the Lord in all kinds of ways and places? Um, how can we encourage you? I feel like I would almost say just for starters, uh, it's actually because grace supports us that we have been able to, um, at least for this last, I think it's been six years, we have been able to be on these tours, you know, the last two years on the largest Christian music tour in the world. And, and honestly, we look at it as, um, part of the extension of Grace Church's ministry. Um, and and so thank you, I guess, is what we would want to say, is like, you know, sometimes maybe an offering plate goes around and, there's, and it maybe doesn't always connect. Well, we're one family that's been a recipient of the graciousness of Grace Church to yeah. um, partner in the work of doing the ministry and I don't remember the story was in the old Testament and I, I, I should have looked it up, but there's a, a part where God's people go out and, and they're part of this 
um, conquering and they come back and the people who stayed at home receive this, uh, the reward from the war as well. Yeah. And I've always just thought of that in our ministry of, yeah, we get to go experience the like, you know, yes, on stage and being a part of that, seeing people come to know Jesus by the masses. But, um, I, I really do believe there is a reward also for those who are at home and who are living faithfully day in and day out and, um, in their communities and workplaces and, and that, you know, one day we'll all get to share in the rewards of what God's doing through the ministry. So I guess in one way, just thank you <laughs> and so, prayer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Prayer. Well, I take prayer. Prayer is just being parents. <laughs> we'll pray for you guys too. <laughs> Seriously, yes. you pray for us and we'll pray for you. <laughs> done, done and done. No, and I just think to reiterate that that importance of Grace Church, like people who are listening to this who are part of Grace Church, what you've enabled Zane and I to do is to send Zane to impact hundreds of thousands of teenagers' lives with the gospel. Yeah. There is no other church that I know of in the United States that would... Uh, hire us, yeah, bring, us on. bring us on part of the team to send mm-hmm. us out, to send us out. Yeah. And to, and it is, it is something that only it's, it's a God thing. That sounds cheesy, but like, it's, it's truly amazing. And we are beyond thankful. It's so cool to see the heart of grace church. Isn't just for the ministry that happens in the four walls of the church, but it's yeah. truly about building his church, the kingdom of God, and um so uh, yeah i guess we just feel grateful so yeah. thank you would be our <laughs> yeah so good what a privilege what a privilege to be the one who gets to be sent and what a privilege mm-hmm. to be a part of the team that gets to send yeah you know there's a place yeah. for all in the the ministry and in the work of god and thank you for giving us a glimpse into your role and um, what it's like to be sent and to be supportive from home while your better half is touring on Winter Jam. And then uh, hopefully we can also speak to what it's like to be a part of the home team that gets to yeah. send others out. Yeah. yeah. So much, you guys. Yeah. Thanks for living it out, yeah. not only in your Jerusalem at home, but also to the outermost parts of the world with the gospel. So thank you guys. So in Thanks reaching- for being part of our team. Yeah. yeah. You want to pray for us and then we'll yes. let you go parent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for the flags. Grateful for both Zane and Rachel and the kiddos um, that as parents, they realize that being consistent and proactive and living out their faith at, at home is, is just as important as going to the outermost parts of the world. Gospel. It starts there. And thank you for just Zane sharing and Rachel sharing uh, for the reality of a Deuteronomy 6 passage, everywhere we go, we want to be real about Jesus. So thank you for both of them. Thank you for your time together. And thank you, Father, for the ultimate gift that is Jesus. And to give us love and that to the abundance. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And that is a wrap on the Family Huddle podcast today. Thank you for spending a little bit of your time with us. And as always, if you found this insightful, encouraging, uh, we'd appreciate you passing this episode along to others, making sure you like, comment, please leave a review. It helps us to um, other people to find us a little bit easier. And 
I don't know about you guys, but walking away from this episode, I just feel like what a great reminder ultimately to not minimize your calling. I think, again, as they chatted a little bit through the episode about our focus on missions over this week um, at Grace Church, it is so encouraging and I think needed to get a global perspective on the church and the work of God. But it's also important to remember that each of us is called and each of us is placed in specific spots and seasons and to invest well in that, whether it's your family, whether it's your job, whether that means you're packing up and raising support and heading across the world somewhere. If you're being obedient to the calling of Jesus on your life in this season, that's valuable. So I just... I hope you're encouraged. I was so encouraged, um, challenged as I think through that prayer, care, share model. And who am I intentionally spending time praying for? Am I praying at home with my kids? Are we looking for ways to care for our families and our neighbors? And then when the opportunity presents itself, am I sharing the gospel? Am I asking good questions? And am I equipping my children to do the same? We'd love to hear how this landed with you. And we will see you again soon.